0: Good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for joining our webinar today. Um, uh, my name is Deirdre Macdonald. I'm Director of Education at CPA Ireland. Um, I'm going to bring you through the new syllabus, um, the rationale behind the changes, how this came about, what we're trying to achieve with this syllabus, and then my colleague Rady Nyengisa, will bring you through the actual syllabus structure, the new progression rules, and um, she'll bring you through the, pac- the practicalities of it. So just to give you an idea of how this came about, When we set out to review and update our syllabus, it's years ago, we engaged in a vigorous research of the future of the accounting professional, so the accounting person, the profession itself, and what employers need and want. So there's no doubt, and this came to the surface as we did our research, that one of the biggest challenges that we face as an institute and as a profession is keeping up to date with the rapid emergence of technological changes that are happening at a pace that is just incredibly fast and things are just changing so much, so often. So when I look back, I qualified as a CPA in 1990 and when I started training in practice in 86, we only had red ledgers, BIROs and calculators, nothing more. Um, So the big first change was, um, I remember the first computer came into the office in around 1989 and then you saw the emergence of accounting software packages. So that was the early 90s. Then obviously later on came the internet and that obviously changed how we communicated and how we shared information and how we found information. And now the next generational change is the emergence of vast volumes of data being produced. So it's our job to add value to this data through analytics and reporting. So you will find topics on the new syllabus such as artificial intelligence, blockchain, fintech scattered around various subjects as I say, in in this new syllabus. So in many cases for these topics, we'll simply be introducing our students to the concepts and the impacts and potential role of these technologies in the future. But for others, which are already obviously impacting, we'll be looking at how they already impact on the role of the accountant and the auditor and how it changes the environment that our students are going to be working in. So take, for example, the use of artificial intelligence to create an environment of continuous audit. Where machines recognize through repetition and learning the correct posting for an item or a transaction and the machine will alert the user to miss postings and unbalanced entries in real time so how we audit both internally as internal auditors and through auditors working in public practice with clients it's how we work is changing rapidly so much less time in the future will be given over to endless substantive testing and um, testing transactions and balances So we must now use that time and look at new ways as professionals to add value in different ways. And this again, this is all addressed throughout our new syllabus. So um, I suppose for us and, and for our students, of course, a very exciting addition to our syllabus is the inclusion of a new elective subject at the final level called Data Analytics for Finance. So we've dedicated an entire elective subject to this topic because we can see that employers are increasingly um, demanding a hybrid of professionals with both the core accounting qualification, but also with a deep understanding of data analytics and a comfort to people who are comfortable in this world of big data. So by choosing this elective, we believe for some of our students who see a future for themselves in finance or industry will be very well equipped to perform in this, what is now a very competitive uh, recruitment environment. Another challenge we have addressed in our syllabus is that of applying ethics in this new world of increased technology. So, I suppose if you think about it, professional skepticism is an integral part of an accountant's skill set and a fundamental concept that is core to the quality of the audit. So, in our profession, auditors must apply a questioning mind to the records and the representations made by the client during the audit. Um, And normally we would um, dig deep challenge these representations. So now we must extend this same scepticism to the technology systems, to both the data sets that they actually produce, but also the underlying algorithms that generate these data sets. Um, So it cannot be assumed, I suppose, that the technology system will only ever behave ethically. So the auditors must have the skill to test these systems and test and question the um, algorithms. And, you know, as, as members of IFAC, um, we would respond to calls from IFAC, the International Federation of Accountants. Um, they have called on the professional accountancy bodies to continue uh, to focus on enhancing these skills and competencies, um, which I suppose adhere to fundamental ethical principles, all those underlying ethical principles. So we have increased the focus on professional skepticism um, on the syllabus throughout the audit and assurance subjects. So CPAs are instructed to apply this questioning mind when assessing data and information and to demonstrate curiosity, uh, I suppose, by exploring beyond what's immediately apparent. Hard enough thing to teach professional scepticism, but it is all about this questioning mind. Um, Another very exciting enhancement to our syllabus, and one that I think is really going to be great for our students to study, is the introduction of dedicated content on sustainability reporting. And this will be on both of our mandatory final subjects um, in uh, advanced financial reporting and strategy and leadership. So we'll be educating, we hope, a new generation of green accountants by introducing sustainability reporting as a core element of those two syllabi. As the carbon footprint, I suppose, if you think about it, of doing business, it continues more and more to come under scrutiny. So more businesses, regardless of size, and regardless of sector will be undertaking sustainability reporting to determine their green credentials and where they can improve and I think into the future this is really going to become a very um, important skill to have. Now of course many businesses currently do this but it's only on a voluntary basis and without a legal requirement so in the years ahead I think this will become not just kind of a moral imperative but it's a business one as well and we wanted to show leadership in the profession by including sustainability reporting as a core element and not wait for the FRS the legislation, but to actually include it now and allow our students to become these um, leaders in sustainability reporting um, in the environment where they work. So as you can see, we've concentrated on producing a syllabus that is forward facing and that will ensure that our accountants continue to be ready, um, I suppose, for the demands of the market. We wanna make sure that the education matches what the market needs. So while I suppose at its core, the role of the accountant will always be one based on, and it's not going to change, strategic advice and financial acumen. And you, I still think a new technology skill set will become increasingly valuable. So to this end, the syllabus still has, and you'll see when you see the subject, still has at its center the core accounting and other professional skills expected of a qualified accountant, How, and they, they will never leave. But by law, those subjects are there, they are the core of what we do. But we also believe it's just as important that accountants acquire the skills to deliver upon their, uh, these ethical responsibilities, but in a world surrounded by new and disruptive technologies that are not going anywhere and they're only just going to increase. So those who meet these new requirements will find themselves at the forefront of advising, advising and leading businesses um, as we move forward. Um, so that's kind of where we came from, what we tried to do, what our ambition was. So, my colleague Radian now is going to bring you through um, the, the practical elements, what the syllabus looks like and um, the transition, or not the transition rules, the progression rules through this syllabus, which I'm hoping you, you'll recognise are much more flexible. So, I'm going to hand over to Radian now and um, thank you for that. And we'll take questions, um, obviously, as we go through, but at the end we'll address those questions. Thank you, Radian.
1: As Deirdre mentioned, um, flexibility is it was one of the things we really wanted to introduce as we brought in this new syllabus and, and especially the rules around how the student will progress uh, through the syllabus. Um, while incorporating obviously all the new elements that need to, need to be there. So th- this slide is the slide that we use to demonstrate the transition rules uh, for the syllabus. Um, on the left hand side here, you can see the old syllabus. And then on the right hand side, you can see that the the new syllabus subject. So a couple of things I suppose that are (coughs) maybe reasonably clear from looking at this. We're moving away from having four four levels of the syllabus into into three levels. Overall, we have reduced the syllabus by one subject. So a student starting um, last year uh, into the the current syllabus would have had 15 subjects. A student starting now into the new syllabus will have 14 subjects in total um, to complete. There are all the core subjects are there. in terms of obviously financial accounting at foundation level, progressing into financial reporting at professional level, progressing then into uh, advanced financial reporting at the the strategic level. We obviously have our our auditing uh, papers, our tax papers, etc. In terms of the main changes in the syllabus, apart from um, reducing the number of subjects by one, apart from going from four levels uh, to to three levels, um, there's a few things that are happening and probably a lot of the changes are mainly at at the... starting uh, subject from the syllabus. The subjects of the old Formation 1 level, which you can see here on the left of the diagram, um, one of those subjects is no longer on the syllabus, that's business laws and professional ethics, because we have already a law subject, as you can see at the professional level here. So that subject is no longer on, on the syllabus. The old two old uh, Formation 1 subjects have uh, in effect been combined. So the old management and organizations and economics and business planning, are now combining into management fundamentals. Fundamentals at the Foundation um, level. The so students who passed both of those, have been exempt from both of those, will, will get an exemption from the uh, Management Fundamentals and, uh, paper. One of the bigger changes, I suppose, we have introduced three tax papers. So in the past we would have had Formation 2 level tax and then the Advanced um, Tax paper. Uh, and what that meant was um, Students who got exempted from Formation two tax um, may not pass, may not actually sit any further tax exams, because tax is an elective at the final level. So we wanted to make sure that the students, even who don't choose tax as an elective, have a really, really strong foundation uh, in tax. So we've introduced a foundation level tax paper, which is an introductory tax uh, paper, and then students move on to the advanced tax at the, at the professional level. And then may choose the elective advanced tax strategy um, at, the, at the final level. So there's some of the some of the major uh, major changes. Information systems it also is not uh, is no longer a subject on the new on the new syllabus. Uh, so we are making some provision for current students who, who have passed that, that exam. from the perspective of new students coming onto the syllabus, that's no longer an examinable um, uh, subject um, uh, for us. Um, uh, In terms of our, I suppose one of the things we wanted to talk about was was the progression rules and uh, I'll talk in a little bit more detail about about those uh, in a minute. One of the things you can see, we've got got the three levels here, total number of of, of, uh, subjects is uh, 14 um, on the new syllabus. So if we look at the more detailed progression rules, we used to have older rules which meant that students had to pass each level of the syllabus before they could progress onto the next, onto the next level. Uh, and sometimes students found that they got kind of stuck, if they didn't finish one level, they might have just one exam left to sit and it kind of prevented them from, from moving forward. So we wanted to have a, a bit more um, flexibility in that and I'll explain that a bit as well. Uh, in terms of how long students have to complete, uh, complete the exams, it really does depend on which level you enter the syllabus at. So entering the syllabus at the foundation level, students will have nine years to complete all papers. Entering at professional level, they'll have seven years to complete all papers and entering at the final strategic level, they will have uh, three years to complete um, all of the papers. So the final strategic level is, is very similar to our current P2 level in that we have two mandatory subjects, advanced financial reporting and strategy uh, and leadership. They obviously very, very core to uh, accountants. We then have four electives and students are required to choose two out of those uh, four electives. Generally speaking, students working in in practice will choose Advanced Audit and Assurance and Advanced Tax Strategy. Obviously those are two required papers for any student who in the future is hoping to gain a a practicing certificate. Students then working in, in industry or finance may choose then the Data Analytics for Finance elective and the Strategic Corporate Finance. It is entirely up to the student. We don't impose any particular rules or regulations in terms of which which um, electives they want, they want to pick. So if they particularly like tax and they want to do tax even though they're not working in a practice, that's, that's perfectly, uh, perfectly fine. So there's, there's a lot of flexibility there. Um, the new, obviously one of the big changes at this P2 level is the data analytics for finance. As Theodore mentioned, brand new um, elective, which we we're very uh, excited to, to introduce. We think it's going to be a very, very interesting uh, paper. It's very much underpinned by some of the changes we're introducing into the performance management paper. This paper used to be an elective at the final level, but it's now moving into the professional level and becomes a mandatory subject at that, at that level, so all students will be required to sit it. And One of the ways in which we've enhanced that subject is, by introducing some of the statistical techniques that underpin the data analytics um, paper. Um, They're introduced in the performance management paper and then that leads into the more advanced uh, application of those techniques in the the data analytics for finance paper. So uh, those those two very much um, go together. So uh, if we move on now, we'll talk a little bit about the the progression rules of the new new syllabus, having looked at the different levels. So the current progression rules, as as I've mentioned, were viewed as being quite inflexible. Uh, Students were given a certain number of years to pass each subject, each level, um, and we have two sitting, two exam sittings per year. Uh, So three years equates to six six sittings. Um, And as I said, sometimes students got a little bit caught if they didn't get their Formation 2s done in exactly two years, then they had to come and appeal for extra sittings. What we have done with the new progression rules um, is we set the clock really when the student starts their studies. And as I mentioned previously, it really depends on which level they come in at. Um, And we really need to strike a balance here, I suppose, between allowing students a reasonable amount of time to progress through their exams versus having students coming through passing finals who studied, you know, started their studies 10, 15 years ago and might be quite rusty on some of the earlier elements of the syllabus. So we wanted to give a reasonable amount of time. Um, but not, not too much time, I guess. Um, so students entering at the foundation level will have nine years uh, to complete all uh, exams. Um, students entering at the professional will have seven years and students coming in at the final level. So a lot of students come into us at final level. They've done degrees uh, that give them exemptions for all but our final papers. But they have three years then to complete those four um, final papers. Um, and that's, that's a reasonably big change for us because previously students coming in at that level would have t- had two years. Um, and the feedback was they were under a bit of pressure to get those subjects done, uh, and we wanted to, to give a little bit more flexibility in that way. So now the students own their progression they won 't be coming to us at the end of each level asking for an extra sitting. they will manage that according to their own time scales. We know that you know um, stuff happens uh, people get married, have kids, they might find out a particular busy year in work, big projects that they 're working on, and they can work their their studies um, around that um, obviously we will Advise students and we'll be, we'll be monitoring progress through the syllabus. That, um, you know, if you start at foundation level and four years later you're still in foundation level, you are going to be putting yourself under a lot of pressure then to get the remaining exams done in that um, in that time. So, um, you know, we'll be keeping an eye on that, but it really will be the students' responsibility to manage their, manage their progression. Um, I mentioned there are two exam sittings per year. The exams on the new syllabus. Um, will be online exams with remote invigilation. Again, something we were introducing, which due to COVID, I guess we've had to bring it forward to August, but that is our plan, our plan going forward. Again, that gives a huge amount of flexibility to the, to the students to sit their exams at home. Um, we have a lot of overseas students who now won't have to travel to an exam centre in order to sit their exams. So that, That's another uh, innovation, I guess, we're using, using the technology there um, for that. Um, so they can progress within, within uh, certain rules uh, within, within the syllabus. So if we just show the final slide here, uh, which is to do with prerequisite subjects. As I said, we have a lot of flexibility, we want to be flexible. However, there are, in certain uh, subjects, there are prerequisite subjects that must be completed before you can attempt that subject. And obviously, some of it is, is, is common sense, um, so for the foundation level subjects, there's no prerequisites. Students can pick those and sit those in whatever uh, order they wish. But I guess the professional level then, they must have completed the uh, foundation level financial accounting before they can complete, before they can attempt the uh, professional, sorry, they must complete foundation level <laughs> um, financial accounting before they can attempt professional level financial uh, reporting. And then when they get to the, to the strategic level, they have to have completed both of those before they can attempt the uh, strategic level um, advanced financial reporting. So those prerequisites are, are, requisites are you know, known to the students and built into our system. So they won't be able to go online and book themselves in for an exam if the, if the prerequisite subject hasn't been, hasn't been completed. Um, and obviously you wouldn't want to be taking advanced tax until you've completed your foundation level tax, um, uh, etc. So, students need to plan their studies and bearing in mind the, the prerequisites that are, that are set um, within, uh, within the system. Um, so, that's really, I, I suppose, my, uh, my presentation. So we have, I see we have a question, question coming in here. Take a look. Will we have a final integrated uh, a exam? Uh, the answer to that is no. The, the, we have our, our final strategic level papers as presented there two um, uh, mandatory papers and two and two electives.
0: I think another thing that was asked, rating on um, our other webinar earlier in the week was um, does this, um, when does this come into effect? And it is from the academic year 2021. So from this autumn, depending on when people start their studies, I know some people wait for results and they start a little bit later, but um, All of these uh, subjects will be online and ready to go with our educators from September, October, depending as I say on when people start. But the August exams, which are currently planned, uh, the online exams coming up, they are based on the current syllabus, which is still um, in operation until the after the August exams, so but if, I think for people wanting to start rating, and you might be better at me bring them through this, if they wanted to start immediately, probably the subjects to start with are the two foundations that are already part of the current syllabus.
1: Yes, and so any, any of our prospective students who are on the webinar this afternoon, um, any, if you apply now for exemptions, you'll be given your exemptions based on the current syllabus and based on the new syllabus, because obviously some people are still registering who want to sit exams um, in August. If you're you keen to get underway with your studies, what we're recommending to students is to start with, I suppose the two core papers, really the um, foundation level, financial accounting and management accounting. They are pretty much the same on the old syllabus as, of the new, uh, as on the new syllabus offered by our educators, so you can, you can get started with your studies um, and then choose to, if you want to sit the exam in August, you may, or you may then get, just have a bit of a head start on your studies for um, April uh, 2021. So these syllabus changes come into effect from, uh, as I said, probably around October time will be when the educators are starting to provide a specific education for these new courses, but some of them don't change very much, so you could, you could actually get started on their studies um, if you wanted.
0: Now, I'm just looking at another question here, will corporate governance, um, where will it appear now in the syllabus, it will be in the um, professional stage audit and insurance? Um, so it will be on the, the syllabus for Audit and Insurance. Ethics appears throughout the syllabus on mer- many different subjects. So you'll see the um, CPR and Code of Ethics um, appearing um, regularly throughout other subjects um, and governance will now live in Audit and Insurance. Um, what arrangements will be in place for remote exams uh, for proctoring? We will have, um, we're working with a company called TestReach, so they will host the exams. Each student will log in and they will be monitored by somebody at the test reach end for their entire exam. And they'd be, um, obviously, if there's any problems or any issues, the person at the other end of the system will, it's a two-way communication. So they'll be watching everything that the student is doing and um, helping if um, something, if there's a problem with technology or anything else. But it is fully human proctoring. Um, It's not uh, artificial intelligence. It is monitored for the whole exam. Um, Any other questions? There, I hope that makes sense. Um, let's
1: see. We can't get through all. There's a lot actually coming in. We won't get through all of them. But um, yeah, the question there, I see, about the um, the information information. Sorry, will CPR be operating the two syllabi in tandem, or was is there a system of transition for students under the old syllabus? Um, there is a system of transition. In fact, that first slide that I showed you, the table that had the old and the new side by side, that that is showing you, in fact, the transition um, plans. I don't know if we can go back to that slide, and it shows you the equivalent subject on the old syllabus and what exemptions will be granted uh, on the new syllabus based, based on that. Um, so this is what we're using with our with our current students to transition them over so they can see what the, what the exams are outstanding. So if exemptions have been granted or exam passed, they'll be moved over to the new syllabus on that, on that basis. So yeah, there won't be any uh, um, additional exams sat on the old syllabus, if you like, after, after all this, everything, everything transitions um, over. Um, the question about sittings in the year, we have no plans at this point to change um, the, the dates. Um, it's in and typically last week of April and last week of August. Um, we don't plan to change them at, at this point. Um, is it possible to do one stage across two sittings in one year? Uh, yes, subject to the um, prerequisite um, that I, prerequisite subjects that I mentioned, it is possible to mix the stages. So um, uh, it certainly should be possible if you wanted to do. In, in one sitting you can do four exams. So in theory you could do eight exams in, in one year. Um, and so you could, you could combine uh, stages within those, within those exams.
0: Uh, I see a question. When will you receive a demo of the online exams? Uh, there will be a full demo on available to students before the end of June. So they'll have all of July and August to get in and practice. The way it'll work is you'll get a login to TestReach And one sample paper of CPA will be up there, a paper that covers all types of questions from multiple choice to um, written theory answers um, and also computations. So you get to try out all the different features. And you can go in and attempt um, that paper as many times as you want, just to practice in the environment so it will be an exact replica of the exam environment um, for the online exam. So you have two months, um, as I say, to, to mess around with it, become familiar with it. And that's rather than seeing it for the first time on the, on the day of the exams in August. So that will be up with, they're just putting it together at the moment and that will be available from just before the end of June. Um, another question, will there be a link to this presentation on the website? There will. It'll go up shortly after this presentation, may even be Monday morning, but it will be there.
1: Um, anything else there? Um, question there from somebody who's saying they've never studied accountancy and are looking to upskill. That's, that's great. Um, the Foundation account, uh, Accounting and Management Accountancy, are they the places to start? Absolutely, yeah. They are underpinning everything else pretty much that's done on the syllabus. So They're the, they're the two papers at the foundation level that a lot of our new uh, newly registered students are starting, are starting with. Um, they're on the old syllabus but also um, on, on the new syllabus. So that's definitely a, a good starting point. There's a question here about exemptions for Accounting Technicians. Um, student, uh, uh, graduates of Accounting Technician, if we can go back maybe to the to the slide that shows the old and new side by the side, uh, they will get all of the foundation level um, exams uh, exempt. Um, so we're not giving an exemption from the equivalent of Formation two tax, they get the exemption from the equivalent of uh, the, from the foundation level, the new tax paper. Um, and if they have passed their law exam with more than 50%, then they will get the exemption from our professional level um, law. So somebody coming in with the, with the accounting technician uh, qualification will have nine exams to sit on the new syllabus, which is the same as they would have had on the on the old on the old syllabus. Um, in terms of the information systems um, exam. Some of that content will appear in other in other papers, the um, question is is, it, is, is the content being rehoused um, within the foundational professional level? Um, is, is some of the new technology um, areas that Deirdre mentioned are, are featuring in, in multiple exam questions. Um, a lot of the stuff that would have been in information systems to do with, for example, um, data analytics is now obviously a big data, data analytics is now obviously in the in the uh, elective subject at the, at the final um, level.
0: Um. I see a question, Radine. When will the syllabus for the new modules be available? Um, they are with um, nearly all of the subject syllabi are with um, educators um, on an ongoing basis at the moment as they go over to our typesetter. So it should be all up published on the um, on the website within, I would imagine, um, a couple of weeks, two to three weeks. Um, but educators um, who will be teaching it are receiving them um being drip fed over the last couple of weeks and into next week. So at that stage then it's just a matter of getting it published, the physical um, publication. I see another question. Will there be no more written exams going forward? That is the plan. Um, it was always our plan to introduce online exams from next year. But obviously with COVID-19 we had to bring, we had to bring that back um, to uh, this August. Um, which we were delighted we were able to do, to give that um, comfort to students that there will definitely be exams. Um, But yes, it is the intention that it will be online from now on. But I think it's very important to note that it will be an online representation of the written paper. It won't be multiple choice all across the board or anything like that. It's exactly, and if students go on and look at the past papers on our website for each subject, it's those types of papers, the same type of paper, same type of layout, everything will look the same. It just be in an online environment and you'll answer using Word or Excel and there's all sorts of features. And um, as I said, you can try out from the end of June onwards um, and see what it's like. But yes, we won't be going back to written unless there was some disaster of some sort, which I'm sure there won't be. Um, anything, do we have time for one more? There's, there's
1: a question there about what books or documents will we endorse? Uh, when, there, when this detailed syllabus is published, there will be a, a list of um, recommended reading for each, each one texts and then some uh, some supplemental texts um, uh, as well. So you'll see that when that, when that is, is published. Uh, Radim,
0: would you just take one more because I think it's important. <laughs> is it the on-the-job training a requirement during the three-year study? Because I know we're always chasing our students for their training records.
1: Uh, well, um, yes, the answer is yes. Uh, the, on, on the, the on-the-job training is vital in terms of becoming a fully qualified professional accountant. Um, there's not much point in just doing the exams without having the training um, as well. The training can happen uh, in parallel with or after you've completed your studies. Um, we do we do recommend as much as possible that it's done alongside the studies because it helps. If you're studying a topic and you're using it in work, it helps you in the work and it also helps you in, in, in your exams. Um, so uh, yes, it is still very much the training requirement really has not um, changed with the new, with the new syllabus. Um, so uh, yeah, absolutely important. And um, once it gets once it gets underway, we have a system for logging the training. We provide feedback once the training is logged. We provide feedback to make sure everybody's on track to achieve the depth and breadth of training that is um, that's required. Um, so um, um,
0: one more, and then we really, will, <laughs> we really will tie up. How many subjects must students take at professional level, please? Um. All uh, subjects uh, at foundation and professional level are mandatory, unless of course you have an exemption um, or you're changing over from the old syllabus and you've already passed some subjects. Um, the only electives are at the final level. So you've got two mandatory at the final level, the strategic level, and you must choose two of the four electives there. But at professional level, you must take all the subjects. Um, you have. I think we, we must go. I, am, I, I know I have another
1: <laughs> session. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can see a question coming in here about if I haven't sat tax, kind of what can I do? So uh, any of those very detailed questions that are very specific to an individual, we'll just get back to you directly on on email. Um, it's not so easy to answer those um on the on the you know over the over the webinar. So any of these that we haven't gotten around to yet, and they're you know specific to a particular student, we'll certainly get back to you on. on email.
0: Yeah, we have access to all of these questions after the the session is finished, and we will absolutely return to every one of those questions. Sorry, we couldn't get through them all. There's they just are flying in. So we will, they will be addressed, we commit to that. And um, again, you know, all the contact details are on the website and um, to get in touch with us. Uh, Raidin, thank you for your input today. And thank you all of you for joining us and to Claire in the background for setting it all up today. Uh, thank you very much. And we look forward to um, any communication to the Institute. We'll always have our, our door open. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you, bye now.